Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Living Fiction Podcast, a cheeky memoir of how a DID system became a manipulator's personal puppet show. Twice. So, when I wrote this, I had said that I wasn't sure if Nebula was the host, and I said I wasn't even certain there was a host. But in DID terms, the host is simply who is out the most. It doesn't mean that they're the most important, it doesn't mean that they're the most original, it doesn't mean that they even relate to this body. So, hello, I'm your host and the host, Xanth Zeitstruck. Nebula's life plays within my memories, like a film that I've watched some years before. I think of it with a feeling of detachment, and there are some memories that she seems to have taken with her forever out of my reach. There are even some skill sets and wells of knowledge she appears to have taken. It'd be bonny to be able to play Sudoku or have absolute knowledge of Greek mythology, but I may as well let Old Neb have something. She took the name Nebula when she was nine. I don't think there's any of us who have ever wanted to go by this body's birth name. Like I said, I feel like Neb and I had co-hosted until a certain point, but I was completely dormant by the time that she had reached age 11. It's all a blur, but easy to sum up through vague hindsight. Nebula was devastated by Shadow's death. It wouldn't be an understatement to say that she had worshipped him. She had taken Shadow's religion as her own. Suicide was an extreme trigger for her, understandably. She had become withdrawn and was very dependent on her friends as not only a motivation to keep breathing, despite an immense failure complex and being constantly bullied, but also dependent on them for a sense of purpose. One of her closest friends at that time was named Janine. Nebula was 14 when she met April. That's not her real name, but I've used it as an alias for her before. Uh, it happens to be the month she was born in. Janine had befriended April during some sort of birthday party. Despite April being a grade lower than them both, Nebula first met April at a mutual party's house. Now, Nebula and Illusion had broken up by this point, and she had avoided talking about her ambiguously real friends. Maybe she thought we were imaginary friends, or really hoped that we were. Neb had spoken casually of her religion, Children of Chaos. Notably, April hissed at every single mention. Yes, hissed. Like a cat? April, when questioned about this, explained that the Methuselah, a religion that she was part of, had gone to war against Chaotix in ancient times. Neb hadn't heard of such a thing, but it seemed to fit. Her friends in the religion would later confirm it. Suggestibility's a bitch. But still, April's behavior was baffling. One evident sort of theme of the night as Nebulous. <laughs> that memory is. It's how many in-jokes Janine and April seemed to have together. It was more than Janine just showing preference between the two friends, there seemed to be this odd flexing of control. 
as if to show it off to Neb. April didn't seek out a friend in Janine. She wanted a follower. That same night, during a sleepover, April confessed that she had just been texted by her friend Vince, and she started sobbing that he was going to kill himself. Neb was triggered, obviously. Janine was fawning over April, holding her terrified friend. Vince miraculously survived. I don't remember the details. I don't think there was ever any closure, but Neb did feel a strong sense of foreboding. Suddenly, Janine would inform her about the new group of friends that she had met through April. One was named Jake, a Nemo boy that was definitely not ripped off of Shoujo Shop. Wink, wink. And Janine started dating Jake. His father was abusive, and Jake seemed to want to commit suicide every time the sun went behind a cloud. Gods know Neb had her own ideation, but something about all this just seemed excessive. It seemed like at least once a month, Janine was sobbing in the school hallway about how Jake was in the hospital, and how April was her shoulder to cry on. It got weirder. Janine told Neb that she had had a blood ceremony with April, and that this made her a vampire, which was proven by the fact that she didn't like chocolate. It was announced that Jake's suicide attempt had been successful, and that Janine would be mourning. And Jake was somehow threatening suicide again the next week. I swear to gods, I am not making this up. Neb finally decided to go to war with this April person. She believed that Janine was being catfished and aimed to prove it. April was toxic, delusional, and Janine needed to be drawn away from her. Granted, Neb wasn't losing much by missing Janine as a friend. The girl thought that she was in a relationship with a Star Wars character, for Christ's sake, and also she was lying about Neb to her mom to keep them separate. But Janine was dumb and dramatic. April, with all of her flaws, was very intelligent about how she went about this. Janine was won over by April, and Neb decided to cut her losses. Good riddance, I think. Then, the year after, April had a falling out with Janine. I actually do not remember what prompted Neb to reach out to April as a friend. Maybe she was so bitter and betrayed by Janine that the enemy of her enemy was her friend. But Neb reached out to April. April was only happy to clear everything up. Oh, Jake? Yeah, he was in a tough situation, but Janine lied about it to everyone. Of course he wasn't killing himself any every week, that'd be ridiculous. The vampire thing? Definitely Janine's misunderstanding, but kind of true in a way. Janine was lying to Neb about April, and vice versa. And as Neb and April both cut ties with Janine, there was no way to verify. But Neb knew already that Janine had lied, and that was all the proof she needed to believe April. And April could always be very convincing. She was also kind of cool, honestly. I mean, yeah, she was an elitist, abrasive, actually called her friends followers. They would, in turn, call her senpai. I'm sorry for the war flashbacks to Anime Club. I'm causing some of you.
April bragged about being a sociopath, but if you could withstand that, then you felt as if you were better than everyone else because this person who knew so much and was so talented could tolerate you, you lucky bastard, more than anyone else. And hell, she was also the other alternative queer in small town Ohio. Beggars can't be choosers. And somehow, when Neb's friends seemed to abandon her one by one, Neb saw the crowd around April and the empty lunch table around her. She saw April's hot topic clothes, the bleach streak in her hair, the artistic talent, and saw only her own hoodies and tees, writing, and her bushy, dull brown hair. No plans after high school. She still held the private belief that April was making up the majority of her friends, but abandonment had lowered Neb's standards. And Neb emphasized with knowing people that were real to her and no one else. She didn't know if April was doing it on purpose, but Neb always gave people the benefit of the doubt. And boy, was she in for a surprise when she found out that Jake and Illusion had started texting each other and flirting and had met. Jake's actually a really cool guy, Illusion said, said sheepishly. I think Janine was just lying about him. I'd really like you to meet him. And so she did. She played video games with Jake that night at Illusion's house. I think he, they played Spyro. Illusion just tended to his young daughter in the kitchen as Jake explained, yes, his dad was abusive and he's definitely struggled with suicidal thoughts, but most of what Janine had told us was about was made up. Jake and Neb had vented about good old dramatic lying Janine. Jake encouraged her to be better friends with April. Neb also met the rest of their friends. It was insisted by April so that Neb could see how much like her own friends that they were. Jake and Illusion both supported each other through recovery, formed a healthy relationship that had a few major bumps in the beginning. Trauma do that. And Neb got to know the rest of April's mysterious friends. It would usually start through text getting to know them, you know, instant messaging. Sometimes April's friends would help Neb support April. Illusion grew further attached to Jake's friends and family, and Neb began to see them one by one. The world around her suddenly grew so much more complex. Plot lines, multiple arcs, it also grew more terrifying. More near suicides, gore that Neb could actually see. Mentions of war, people dying nearly all the fucking time. The guy named Vince that died eventually. Neb left her phone on high in case she needed to be there as support. She was probably going on four or five hours of sleep on school nights. Sometimes crises would last until 9am, no sleep. More typically, they would happen sometime between 3am and 6am. It was as if someone decided to make the bridge to Terabithia into a horror movie. There began to be some sort of double life that Neb led. What was once her sanctuary, a safe place that she could hang out with her friends, became a full-time, dread-filled maintenance job. But Jake and Illusion's romance, the children they adopted, sound starting to date Jack, they were happy. Much happier than Neb had ever been. And goddammit, if she had to put her body through hell 
for her friends to be happy and alive and to have these beautiful romantic moments Neb was probably low-key living vicariously through, it was worth it. Especially since her own boyfriend had left her recently, citing her for having no future. This all consumed her. Neb stopped questioning it. She was always zoning out or on her phone. She didn't take a job after high school because she was always putting out fires in this other world. She was isolated. Nearly her entire social circles were either alters or people April made up, some of which ended up being both. Once, when April was threatening suicide, Neb was at dinner with our father and our brother at a restaurant called Roosters. She was texting her under the table, trying to convince her friend out of it, and when April stopped responding, Neb excused herself to the bathroom and called 911 and then just came back and continued to eat as if nothing were happening. That is the level of detachment that was happening there. And the most damning thing, Neb eventually fell in love with April, 